Hey, this is Lee. I really hope you've been enjoying the Business of Marketing podcast. It's from marketers and for marketers, and my intention is to bring you value, experiences, and insights that you can use. Also, if your company would like to have their own podcast, I would love to help. The team at Content Monster specializes in B2B podcasts. So if we can help, contact me at contentmonster.com. That's contentmonster, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, a place where you can learn how to use digital and social media to drive your business and personal brand. And now your hosts, A. Lee Judge and Dante Carter. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, where we talk about content creation and how to use it to connect to your audience. I'm Lee Judge. And I'm Dante Carter. Today's topic is why does original content matter to businesses? Original content matters because in today's day and age, everybody's trying to sell you something, right? They've mm-hmm. got a cause that they're trying to sell you on the, to get you to rally behind. They've got a product. They've got a service. So content matters because it allows people to pull the curtain back, to mm-hmm. see your business, to see your organization, to see what you do, how you impact this world, and how you can better serve them. So so let's step back a second for those who may have just started listening to our podcast uh, and give both of us, let's give a definition of what content is, because often people confuse content, especially businesses, content with advertising, which this is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about content. So what Dante, what's your definition of content? My definition of, of content is uh, it's a, I'm trying to think of a, a more tangible word. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's. In a sense, content today is taking people to school, taking them to class. What mm-hmm. can you teach them mm-hmm. about your business? What can you show them without selling them? People don't want you selling to them anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're starting to see it, right? I yeah. mean, you, you're seeing giants fall because they haven't learned that people want to know who you are and what you do and not what you sell. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people connect with people before they connect with your products, before they connect with your services. They need to connect to you. And what you're seeing is when I when I spoke about giants, we all saw what happened with Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. They couldn't maintain. They didn't transfer over into this digital age. We all know it. And the direct and messaging. They could have done amazing stories because toys mm-hmm. and stories, just seeing stories of kids getting gifts from Toys R Us. They had a great opportunity to tell stories and to let us know uh, what the, the end game is after someone buys their product. But they didn't do it right. No, they didn't do it at all, as far as I can see. Well, yeah, they didn't do it at all. But, I mean, they well, They were the Every, kings of commercials, though. But but think about this, right? Everybody complains about Disney World's prices. Everybody. But everybody also goes. Yeah. <laughs> and they have their own life stories to tell their kids and their kids. And, you know, the result is an advertisement, but the what's really happening is content. But what are they selling? What does Disney sell better than anything? At the end of the day, this is what makes great content. Great content is being able to capture great moments, what I like to call magical moments. Mm -hmm. And Disney calls themselves what? The happiest place on earth. I grew up in Orlando. I know know all about them. (laughs) But what I'm saying is you got to think about it, right? Before Walt Disney World, because, I mean, well, Walt Disney, a lot of people didn't realize, but he, he went to a number of different cities trying to bring Walt Disney World there, and they didn't believe it was going to sell. They said, you're talking about storytelling, you're talking about an amusement park. Uh, I mean, we don't think it's going to work. And what he showed is that 
you combine great storytelling with great technology, which for them was animation. Yeah, animatronics, yeah. Yeah, animatronics. And you really, you can, you can change the world. But he changed the world with who? Four-year-olds. <laughs> and and five-year-olds. And now they're 40, 50, 60. And still connected. Is, is still connected to them. <laughs> you know, speaking of content, so to, to help some businesses understand the difference between what we traditionally know as advertising versus content, um, let me give an example of a, a great piece of content that I saw a few weeks ago on, on LinkedIn. So I didn't even realize that it was intended to be uh, promotional for a company because it was done so well. So the, the backstory is, is that there was a company that made um, kayaks and adventure type equipment. And instead of them going out and saying, hey, we make this kind of kayak. It has this feature, that feature. You're going to love it. Go out and buy it. What they did was they took out five or six guys who worked there and said, hey, let's go for a ride, you know, for, for a canoe ride tonight or today. And what they did was they just documented the day. And, you know, they had great video and the slow-mo and the guys just having fun in these boats. And every now and then you might catch a glimpse of a logo on the side of the boat, you know, but all you heard was, hey, me and the guys are going to go out today and, you know, try out these new kayaks we just we just got, right? And they were literally they were doing what they do anyway. It wasn't they didn't have to create anything. They would normally go out and enjoy themselves on these kayaks. And they went out and it was like a two minute video of them of, of five guys having a great time on these kayaks. And at the end of it, the the result was you saw the kayak, you saw the logo. They never said buy this kayak, but you had an emotional connection between that logo and fun. And if you're an adventurous person, then now you know, wow, I like that I like that kayak he had. I like the guy who told the story. Oh, wait, that guy owns the company? I want to know more about him, more about the company, and I'll probably buy a product from him. Magical moment. Exactly. He had an emo- emotional, made you have an emotional con- connection to the product. But I, what I think people fail to realize is they look at the Internet, and, and especially some of the uh, – some of our, I'll say, elders, they'll look at the <laughs> Internet and it's almost as though they think it's some some kind of foreign object, you know, like, yeah. oh, well, like, do I like this? Like, what am I doing with it? Like, I think they fail to realize that the same application of networking and building relationships that they did in their time is the same thing that we're doing in our time. We're just we have access to everybody. There is everybody. No, That's the key yeah. word. Because so in previous generations, if you wanted a thousand people to hear about your business, your first thought was radio, television, newspaper, um, because that was the only way to get to the masses. And then you had to a spend a lot of money. B go through a middleman who owned the you know the TV station. You talk to the salesperson, go to the TV station, radio station, buy ads. That was your only way to access mass amount of people. So if people think of themselves as the media company, because now you can literally pick up your phone, tell the story, broadcast it to thousands of people, and you are the media company, you can create your own content. I mean, you have to think about it, and I, and I hate to, to kind of go in this direction, but the whole Me Too movement is based off the fact that there are no more gatekeepers. The yeah. internet allows you to speak directly to your target audience. Mm-hmm. The mere fact that all these women don't have to go through Harvey Weinstein to get a role in Hollywood, mm-hmm. what does that or mean? Or to be heard, even. Or to be heard, that means, guess what? 
your time's up, buddy. I can <laughs> I can get in here and I can really talk about how I feel, how you made me feel, and how I'm going to let the world know what you did, how you exploited us. So that means it's, it's, that basically content can go both ways. It can either it can either write a wrong or it can relay a message or yeah. a story. In that Correct. case, they're writing a wrong by writing having wrong. direct access to send their contact to the content to the masses. Yeah, send their content, but on on the flip side, right? They're still maximizing their career because they they're not, like I said they're not going through Harvey Weinstein anymore so they're still creating movies but where the, they're showing those movies on the internet they're building that base on the internet while letting everybody know I'm going to tell the world about Harvey Weinstein all in the same right. process and, and while I know it's not their intention the the all the reality that also is we're hearing about actresses and actors that we had not heard of from ye- in years Correct. And I know they're not saying, hey, let me create some content and go online and take me too. I don't want to hijack that cause at all. But to to back up our, our, our point about having no barriers and that you can be your own media company, you can go directly to the masses with your, your message or your content. And so as a business owner, you can do the exact same thing. Keep that in mind that there are no barriers. Go directly to your audience and tell the story. And the crazy part is when you think about how powerful that content is, right? Mm-hmm they have television execs, senior VPs who are stepping down before accusations even come out. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, before anybody says anything about me, here's my press release. Here's what I think might have happened and how it may have been misconstrued and how somebody can step up and kind of, you know, thrush me into this whole Me Too movement. But here's what I have to say before this happens, and I'm resigning. That's how powerful content is. Yeah. Especially when it's used effectively, whether right or wrong, that's how powerful it is. So, okay, so on, on that point, um, we talked about having access directly to an audience. So, from a business owner standpoint, what does what does being your own media company and creating your own content, what does that mean to your audience? How does it affect them? It it affects them tremendously because. You know, we and we talked a lot about this before, but what it does is it allows them to engage with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you're seeing more people. You're seeing really folks like Gary V. Um, gosh, what's the, Grant Cardone, where they kind of elevate what business owners can do because they really engage p- the masses and they mm-hmm. engage them through what it's not just the business talk because all of that's amazing, all of that's wonderful, but they take it another level. And they take it that other level because they know a lot of people can't go there. But we talked about that emotional connection. You know, I, I just don't dominate. You know, Eric Thomas talked about this as well. I don't just dominate on the on the on, in the workspace. I go home and dominate too. My wife is taken care of. My kids are taken care of. And there's a connection with that. So it, it's so funny because I just had a little girl with, almost 12 weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I snapped a picture of. I, I snapped a picture saying, you know, uh, people ask me. What's it like having uh, a new kid with a business and I've got a phone on my right shoulder talking to a client. I've got my baby in my left arm and I'm feeding her a bottle. But that's life. Mm-hmm. And that's me saying, hey, I'm 10xing this. I'm, yeah. I'm going to dominate not just in, 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 in the workspace, in the workplace, but also at home. My kids taking care of my wife is taking care. Of, but what does that say about me as a man? That's the message that I'm relaying to my target audience. So that that's your your form of content to your to your audience. Correct. Okay. Well, uh, my let me give my take on what what content means to an audience, a business audience. Okay. And 
it, it feeds into differentiating between content and advertising. When I see an advertisement, yeah, it's all about them. There's no value to me. Correct. You know, if I see a car commercial, it's all about them telling me the what they think the value of their car is. Right. There's nothing. I don't get anything from the commercial, other than learning about that they have a product. Yeah. Content, on the other hand, is more about the person receiving the content. Uh, if it's a story that I learn something from, um, I get educated by it, or I'm entertained by it, um, it makes me feel a certain way, then I'm receiving something from it, um, which makes it content as opposed to advertising. So <clears throat> if your business is, say, say you're a florist, right? Uh, rather than saying, hey, it's Valentine's Day coming up, you know, Mother's Day coming up, buy our flowers, your own sale. That company will not win against the company that says, who has a series of stories of people surprising their mom with flowers. Yeah. Because that will pull out of my heartstring. It's a story. I get value out of it. I understand, you know, wow, that's something beautiful that just, just happened. I'm entertained. Or you could even tell me what to do, how to take care of my flowers after I buy them. Because, you know, we know we buy flowers and then three days later they're dead on a table somewhere. So if you, if, 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 Company B says, you know, we're the we're your corner florist. And once you buy your flowers, this is what you do to maintain those flowers. And they have a series of videos on that. If I'm watching that and I receive that content, that's a ton of value to me so that I feel like I have a connection to that company. And then when I go buy from that company, um, I, I go to, I go to them because they have a connection and because I learned from them because they gave me some value rather than trying to cram a product down my throat. Yeah, and you create brand loyalty. And brand loyalty, exactly. I, and to your point, that's what happens when you develop that emotional connection. It's kind of mm -hmm. like that 60-20-20 rule, right? Mm -hmm. So with folks who are trying to develop, I mean, many business owners nowadays, they're trying to develop personal brands, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's 60%, I guess the rule to some, it's 60% is informational, 20% is entertainment, and the other 20% is relevance. And But for some brands... Um, in particular, it's it's really mixing up, mixing it up. What you do may not always stick with your audience, mm -hmm. but what you find to be relevant, what you find to be entertaining does, mm -hmm. and it plays in. Because a lot of times people already know what you do. You know, mm -hmm. people know Michael Jordan played basketball. Mm -hmm. They know LeBron James plays basketball. But when he donates $90 million to scholarships to kids in, uh, in Cleveland, it's like, wow, he really cares about those kids, the inner city kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it makes an impact, but it also builds his brand. So when he starts working with different companies, when he starts creating different companies, the impact of what he does with those companies sticks because people know that, wow, this just isn't a guy that's saying, I'm taking your money. But, hey, guess what? I'm also giving back. I'm reinvesting. Okay. I got an idea. Let's, let's play a game. Okay. We're going to ask, give each other a type of business. Okay. Right? And the person receiving the question, you, you, were, my, you were me, have to come up with a piece of original content that that company can use. Okay. We're doing this because often, <laughs> you know, often they may say, well, you know, I'm, I'm a ditch digger. I'm a construction. I'm a carpenter. I can't make content. You know, that's not, that's not for me. I'm not a celebrity or whatever. So I, I contend that no matter what your business is, there's, there are ways you can make good content to, to drive your audience, to, to connect with them and to give them value. Okay. Who wants to go first? Yeah, you, you pause. You pause. You I'm going to ask first. you first. Okay. Uh, a plumber. 
Wow, a plumber? Mm-hmm. How can a plumber create content that works for him? I had some <laughs> some ideas that kind of came in, and <laughs> I, I just was just like, away. <laughs> let me stop, let me stop. But let's... uh. Let's go. Let's take a, a, a different route, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say this is this is your client. He's a yeah. plumber, and he says, "Okay, Dante, I believe you. I need to create content. What kind of content would work for me?" You know, a lot of times people think about plumbers. They think about septic tanks. They think about sewage. But what about what about the holidays? Mm-hmm. Those are times plumbers can be effective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what about the the one grandmother that makes the best apple pie in the world, but she's put many of those peelings in the drain mm. and you need a plumber to come out ASAP. Mm-hmm. Like really showing that plumber, like show the imagery of her staying up all night cutting these potatoes. I mean, not potatoes, but the apples. Mm-hmm. Totally forgetting that she's, you know, not paying attention, just trying to clean up. And, now, and are you making a commercial? Or are you making content? Or is it both? It can it, it can be a little both, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm going to, we're, we're going to do the middle ground first and then we can kind of, okay. we can dive in. And so, and in the process of um, cleaning up, she dumps all these peelings into the drain. It stops up. But you see this plumber, right, showing up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. cleaning it out, making sure that she can have this pie ready for her her kids and grandkids when they show up the next day. That's that's one form of fashion, right, mm-hmm. where it's it kind of borders that line of great content because it develops that emotional connection, but it mm-hmm. can also be used as a commercial, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but on that, the 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 content side, I mean, Show, you can show a worker, right? Mm-hmm. Getting up at the crack of dawn, right? Kissing his family, hugging them, getting ready, getting getting his kids ready for school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like tie them in because most, most of these, most plumbers are what? They're family men at the end of the day. And they're local. So and they're local. That, that's and a, so that's you're, your tie-in. Yeah, you're, you're tying them into the local community. So they're getting up, they're taking their kids to school. They're um, they're kissing their wives or kissing their husbands because, you know, women are plumbers, too. Mm-hmm. And they're going out and they're doing a good day's work. And you can show all that without showing them plunging the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to make that impact, because I, I think that's the thing you, you think of. There are a lot of people out here who think of plumbers and they, oh, the guy that just keeps my drains from being clogged. But mm-hmm. there's there's more to who they are. There's and, a person behind yeah. that. And if you, and so you, when you, you trust create, them and feel like you can relate to them and. Well, you you just trust them more when yeah. you know who the person is. Okay, and so it's 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 painting that face, giving them giving them that 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 presence, that more personal presence. We keep, I think people just they devalue the emotional connection, mm-hmm. and when the best storytellers mm-hmm. are making money, the yeah. best storytellers, yeah. when when you can tell a, a good story, when you can create an emotional, when you can take somebody's message, take an take an emotional story and connect that message to their audience through that story. I mean, that's powerful because guess what? Everybody can't do it. But the ones who can are the ones who get seen. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Good Good job. Good, good content for, for the Mr. Plumber. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have said that. That's actually a company. Yeah. They, they, he didn't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your turn. Ah, uh, you know what? See if you can stub me. A mechanic. A mechanic? Okay. A mechanic. Uh, another local person. Uh, I think for for mechanic, uh, how tos are a great video for how tos, um, because you know th- when you when you go take your car to a mechanic, the first thing you're thinking of is, uh, first of all, is he capable? Does he know what he's doing? Uh, what's his shop like? Is it clean? Does he have spare parts around from cars he didn't put back together? Uh, can I trust him to not 
you know, screw me over on the price or on what he's doing? Is he honest? So if I see some how-to videos, then I can figure out whether or not he knows what he's doing. Um, this could be, and, and the, the, the easy part about that is he's doing it every day. Yeah. Right? So all he has to do is every now and then get somebody to put a camera on him while he's doing it. Yeah. You know, because a, a skilled person like that, while he's doing it, he's thinking in his head what should and shouldn't happen. Like say he's changing oil, oil or something. He's saying, okay, well, this car is a so-and-so engine. It should take so much kind of oil. I'm going to unscrew this cap right here, the oil plug. But wait a minute. This plug right here is is stripped. You want to make sure whoever puts your oil in doesn't strip it. So that's yeah. part of the story. Now I know that he's trustworthy. He's detailed, looking out for things. He's building a story and he's building trust. So at that point, he's creating content regularly because he's doing his job regularly. I trust him because he's, he's he knows what he's doing, right? And then if I see... Just regular, you know, him coming out of his shop, going into his shop, going into where he's working on the car. I get a view of what his shop looks like. I get a sense of his personality. Um, you know, it, no matter how much a person makes up for the camera, they can't hide certain things. You yeah. know, if, if, if I hear that person in a regular conversation with someone that's not scripted, I'm going to get some sense of whether he's honest, sneaky, trying to cut corners, whatever. So definitely a, a mechanic, I think, would be pretty easy to create content because he does what he does every single day. And everybody he's a high. There's a high volume of people who have who need him. People have cars. And so there's not many people who who could not uh, understand that they need what he's doing and learn from what he's doing. But not only that, uh, you know, mechanics they're they're one of the the few professions where people really don't see what they're doing yeah you see what i'm saying yeah so it creates an <laughs> opportunity for people to actually see what you do because with mechanics it's about creating that their brand loyalty too mm -hmm. so many people get ripped off day in and day out by mechanics they're like oh he was supposed to change my brakes he didn't change my brakes he was supposed to give me he was supposed to you know realign my wheel and my wheels and he didn't do that mm -hmm. and so I, I think um when you when you think about the that's that's an industry that there's so much room for growth when it comes to creating uh an internet presence because they can really to your point, not only make how-to videos, but take people behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Look at me as I do this. Because that's what, I mean, usually people find a good mechanic, and that's the only person they go to because they don't know who they can trust. But yeah. if you can show that trust through taking people behind the scenes, showing them what you're doing, creating those how-to videos, man, I mean, at, at that point, you know, you might, you might have somebody drive from Los Angeles to Atlanta just to get an oil change. <laughs> They're going to need one when they do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's time for us to wrap up this episode of The Business of Content, where we talk about content creation and how to use it to connect to your audience. Uh, Dante, it's been great talking with you. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So uh, be sure to check out each podcast each week uh, where we're going to talk about content. And as we showed you today, even, even the plumber and the mechanic can create content to drive his business. Oh, I like that. The play <laughs> on words. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Thanks again, folks. I'm Dante Carter. You can catch my blog at www.cartermedia.net, and you can follow along on LinkedIn. And I'm A. Lee Judge. You can find me on Content Monster, that's M-O-N-S-T-A, dot com. And be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn, A. Lee Judge. All right. Talk to you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Business of Content podcast, brought to you by ContentMonster.com and Carter Media. 
If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to give it five stars and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.